You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. The Seminole Headlines begins right now. Great to be with you, as always. Appreciate you joining us on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and Warchant TV. If you're watching, don't forget to like and subscribe as we get underway Boys are here. You can see them on the screen if you're watching. Like and uh, subscribe, like I just said. Repeating myself. A little flustered. I was racing in and out. We're good. We're good. Fresh fresh off the practice fields and Doe Campbell Stadium. That was my favorite. Can we do that every day? I'll I'll ask Mike. See if we can get Mike. Coach Norbell. Coach, if you're uh, listening, traversing about town, getting ready to head to Jacksonville. When you come back, let's let's do this in, inside the stadium from here on out. I got the 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 loose, you know, the good vibes when I walked in there. It, was, it felt like football again. It felt good. Yeah, yeah. Defense won the day. I thought in the inside the stadium. Well, for the you most hold part. your horses on okay, all this sorry. breakdown sorry. here. Register right. sausage needs some love. Let's do it. Here's we begin the hour. We do so by doffing the cap to our sponsor, Register Sausage, delicious as they are. Yay, sausage! And if you don't have them. In your location, in your grocery store, wherever it is you're located, make sure you go ahead and throw a brick through the window. Mm. No, 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 yeah. that's no, not, that's no, not, that's we're not, not doing that. No, we had the meeting. Oh, we talked about it. Oh, right, right. Sorry, sorry. You no throw, bricks. You throw a brick at the manager. No, no, oh, no. no. I, I knew. I know. We talked. I thought that we Peace did something with protesting. a brick. No bricks. No bricks anywhere. We cut the bricks out. Man, I don't know. I don't know if I'm on board. Just ask politely, hey, could we get registered sausage in this fine grocery store like other grocery stores that have it? Get this. I'm interrupting for a good reason. Ira, Gabe writes, so I actually tried registered sausage, smoked pork sausage, for the first time last week, and my wife and I were impressed, so we bought our second pack this week. There you go. That's there you the go. Just there. Slow and we steady. Just, let's start the show that way, guys. That's how we do. We set the hook. Boom. Yeah. Just slow and steady, too. And yeah. then you're going to order it the week after that, and, and the if, week after that. And if you are far outside of the southeast, we haven't really expanded the registers market beyond the southeast right now. If you're beyond that, you also can get registers delivered. Go to registermeats.com is the website. They have all the different options, yeah. the sampler. And uh, if you order enough, they'll give you free shipping. But uh, it's great. They do a great job. It uh, comes in ice in a cooler, and it's fresh when you get it. Registermeats.com. So how are we feeling, boys? We're, we're, we're knee-deep in camp now. Mm. I mean, here yep. we go. It's, it's that time where guys are starting to feel the effects, getting worn down, getting a little tired of each other, tired of the coaches screaming at them. Tired of this godforsaken heat. Tired of Jared Verse yelling at him. Tired of this humidity. Tired, just tired. But here they go. They're from here. Now they'll 
They'll head off to Jacksonville here real soon. and uh, Tomorrow, after tomorrow's practice. Yeah, try to get even more inclement, right, where, where it gets even – everybody tells me it's even worse over there in terms of the weather uh, well, on the, the field that they're on. Well, the here. two things they don't have there is, number one, they don't have those that ice cooler, yeah. the, the truck tractor trailers. I want one of those in my front yard. I'd like one of those. Wouldn't yeah, that for, be fun? We've probably described it several times, but, yeah, for, so Florida State's got the – and a lot of – uh, football programs have them now. It's they rent these huge ice box. I mean, it's like a tractor trailer that's got the temperature. I'm not sure what temperature it's at, but it's basically freezing. Minus 17. So the players go in there and it cools off their body temperature, brings it down, so they go continue practice and they recover quicker. But Florida State has those at home. They, I don't think they're going to bring them over to Jacksonville. Why not? You can't hitch it to the back of your uh, they, they the wagon. They got pickup trucks in Tallahassee. They didn't do it two years or last year, oh. and then uh, they also don't have uh, an indoor facility. So the entire time they're out there, they are in, in the, the heat, in the feeling heat. it. And uh, Mike Norvell's favorite thing is to yell at the clouds to go away uh, because he doesn't want the clouds to protect mm. the players. So it's it's a grueling couple of days. The dorms are not really nice. It's not like living in Champions where they live. Slumming it. It's a uh, it's a tough two days, man. Builds it's them like, up. It's the 2022 version of uh, Junction Boys. It's the Junction Boys, yeah, essentially. Yeah, the 2022 version. Yeah. For sure, a little different. I yeah. really wish With water we had breaks had and whatnot. Ice boxes. Back when I played, there was no such thing. Nobody in cared fact, about you no, guys no, back on the football field died. 35 years it, ago. It's really ridiculous, the absurdities. We were thinking about punishments. Uh, I was talking to a member of the beat, and uh, he, he played college football, and we were we were lamenting the fact that um, like when these guys get in trouble, oftentimes they have to run these 10-yard sprints. Really? Yeah. A little, little 10-yard sprint, huh? Man. Or a couple up-downs. We did up-downs up and down the field, 100 yards both ways, back and forth. I mean, it was ridiculous. And we did we a lot of things that you probably wouldn't put subject kids to anymore. But, yeah, uh, yeah man, little 10-yard sprints ain't all that tough, guys. Times are different, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, 10 yards, go ahead. Anybody can go 10 yards. Yeah. Ooh, that's, I don't know. I'll never do that again. Uh, yeah, you got me. I learned me. my lesson. You got me. Hey, but that said, they've learned a lot. They've advanced. And the team's practice today, we would say about it um, – some good, some bad, some in between. That's what you're going to have at this time of the year. And I thought that uh, there were guys, some guys had good days. Uh, Johnny Wilson, I don't mention him a lot. You guys always do. I, I'm, I'm excited about him. Uh, he's, you're coming around. Well, he's making catches now. He's, he's, he's done enough throughout this camp in the way of consistency, catching yeah. the football. I'm not going to get into details about what he's running, but catches the football when it's thrown to him these days. So. You've given me some hope, Johnny. Yeah, man, and he you can't teach that size and that body, and uh, I think he's come a long way. I think he has, too. The last four or five months, and uh, you knew that potential was there. If they invested, could they get through? I think they have, and I think it's uh, I think he's going to be a really nice weapon. I thought today, and, and I I know you were there for party yesterday, and uh, Corey, you weren't able to make it yesterday, but I thought today's practice was better. Uh, I thought yesterday, uh, yesterday there was a good patch, and then kind of towards the end it kind of tailed off. This practice, I thought, even when the defense was winning, which I think a lot of times makes us feel like, okay, you don't feel good about the offense because the defense is winning. But I felt like the the competition was good throughout. I thought there was some crispness through most of it. I thought it was a good practice. And that's what he wants because this yeah. is going to be a really hard week. And this is, you know, there's six straight practices. Yesterday was a really hard day. Even though they weren't in full pads, they stayed outside the whole time. They didn't spend any time really in the indoor facility. and um, They didn't either today, right? Other than yeah, the first couple right. periods that they, they always do. They went back after practice yeah. to get uh, their time in there. So, it, uh, you know, I mean, I think it, to, I think I would. we didn't get to talk to Mike Norvell today, but I think he would have felt good about the attitudes and the approach for the most part today. I, think, I mean, I just think going back to, to 14, to Johnny Wilson, like he made, you know, in the first part of practice, he made that contestant catch and, uh, mm-hmm. for a first down. 
Really tight coverage on the sideline. Uh, really nice throw by Rodemaker. And then he caught everything. He caught one uh, where he took a big shot and held onto the ball. Um, th- those are the things you have to see from him because you know the size is there. But he made he made he caught everything. He caught a couple of touchdowns and he made contested catches. And it's like okay, man. Now you start to see w- when you when you see him doing that kind of stuff. Deuce Span has some stuff to him, some juice to him that we didn't. Uh, we, I mean, we knew he was there, but I didn't think we thought he'd be this far along. Where you, I mean, I, I don't think any of us would be surprised if he plays quite a bit this yeah. season, right? I, I think if you'd asked this a month ago, it'd be like, no, no chance. Correct. But so those two guys, you know, it's weird. But Micah Pittman becomes, all, in my opinion, not in, just in my mind, he becomes like an afterthought, and he's probably the best of the three. So that that you've just upgraded your wide receiver core so much that it's again not the Fab Four. You, this isn't Alabama's group. But they're competent. They're, at worst, middle-of-the-road ACC, which is the best they've been in a while. And they've got Yeah, depth. I'm excited to see they've where they are. I, I, I'm, I'm, so, I'm not reluctant to say they're better. They're better. I agree with both oh, of you there. They're much uh, better. Yeah, yeah. I'm not reluctant to say that. I just want to see where they're at when they face somebody else and, and it's a game situation. Yeah. Um, you know, I, part of where we're stuck at now at this point of practice, at least from what's observable to us, the defense knows what plays are coming. And all of this makes it impossible for the offense. It really is very, very difficult. I watched several plays today that are blown up where guys were doing things that if they did it in a game, they'd be yanked off the field. Because they know the play. They know the play. You have ends who immediately go to the flats on, on, a, on a neutral down. It, it wouldn't happen, Ira. It just wouldn't happen. So now you kind of get into, was that a good defensive play? Or they've seen this set, this formation, a hundred times. And they know exactly, because of personnel and because of the reps, what's coming. Then you're not getting a true rep. And it makes it difficult, on the offense in particular. Like So these, these players, it's hard to get a read. Some days I think, oh, yeah, man, they've come a long way. Other days they get shut down. But are they really being shut down, or does the defense just know what's coming up? It's 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 tough. Yeah, I think it's a combination, but I also think that you know some of the things that we've been talking about since last week. Mike Norvell mentioned that they've you know had some limitations on the offensive line. They've been mixing in some new faces. I think that's part of it as well. Plus, I think it's going to be a good defense. But again, it never to me looks like it did last year. And there were times last year it didn't matter if it was Jordan or McKenzie sometimes in practice where I just felt like man this offense is going to be a struggle because you just didn't have playmakers. They never they barely and, could win any one on ones right. last year. Yeah. You know, this so, year they won they had two or just today they had two long touchdowns and and they're one on ones, right? But they the two receivers beat uh read all about it on Warchamp, but two receivers beat two DBs for long passes. You didn't see that at all last right. year. Yeah, and then when they go into seven on seven, eleven on eleven, again, a lot of what we see is situational, um, you know, and that's where the defense really knows what's going. Right, right. Um, so, but I mean, you know, again, I, I, I'm, I have been pleased by this whole camp, and I think that you know, again, my impressions of this team have gotten better from camp. Uh, whereas last year, I don't know if I would have said that after the way. Go, my expectations going into camp versus two weeks later, I don't know if I felt better about the team. Right now, I feel better about them than I did going into camp. I do. I do, too. I still think that they're predominantly going to be a run-first type team. I, I think that's the strength of their team. Uh, I think they finally have some depth on that offensive line you feel good about in size. Uh, you feel good about Trey Benson's addition um, in the backfield to go along with the other running backs that they utilized a year ago. 
I think Johnny Wilson coming in as a blocking wide receiver, they're going to be able to run the ball. And then obviously if you play to Jordan's strengths, you're going to run the ball. So I think they're going to be a run-first team. Uh, I don't want to give the impression to people that even though we believe the receiving core is definitely better than it was a year ago, and it is, I don't want people to get the impression that they're going to come out there slinging it because I don't think they are. I don't think that's their identity. No, but just having the ability to do it changes how defense have to prepare for you. I mean, teams have been very, especially teams with superior athletes, have been able to just walk up their safeties and just dare Florida State to throw the football, and they didn't have anybody that could make plays, and they didn't have quarterbacks maybe who could hit it. Now I think that they're they're gonna people are gonna try them. I mean I'm sure LSU well, is gonna LSU do the will same. Definitely do yeah. that. And so then it's gonna be an opportunity for Florida State mm-hmm. to hit some of those plays. And they've got to do it. Um, but these weapons again, you know, again I you know we'll see how good Johnny Wilson is. I believe in him. And I just today was another really good day. Yesterday was a really good day. He is stacking up good days. And to me that that's gonna carry but, over. Hey, to Saturday. That's well, also why I brought him up first. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean he's he, he's a guy that has begun to won me over. I was the most skeptical of the three of us, anyhow, because uh, I thought he was not very good consistently catching the football in the in spring. But he has been much better this camp. And just, and that's why if I'm gonna rip you, I'm gonna praise you because he's gotten a lot better from from that time to this time. And you feel like they have. Uh, I'm I'm really intrigued with Deuce Span, man. I, I just think he's more of a he's gonna be more of a factor than I could have ever dreamed two months ago. And if he works himself into the rotation, and you've got him on one side and Johnny Wilson on the other, well, you've got matchups. Yeah. Those are matchup problems. Florida State went into Clemson last year. Brent Venables wasn't scared of anybody on the outside. They didn't have to match up with anyone. Oh, 80's out here, six is out here. Oh, which which one's parchment? It doesn't matter. Yeah. But you have to account, especially inside the red zone, you're going to have to account for 14. And do span, if he becomes something, you have to account for him all over the field. Like, he's faster than any probably anybody you got on, uh, in your secondary. That didn't happen last year. So LSU, you have to imagine, will defend them like Clemson did. Well, they're going to do everything. Now, they don't maybe not have the players that Clemson right. did, but they're going to do everything in their power to take away the running game, take away 13's legs. Now you have some guys that even if they're not open, they might be able to make some plays. Well, and you got a guy in the slot and, that can make plays. And if they do have to play you more straight up, now imagine what Jordan can do. Well, that's in the, the part game. that I like. I think it's it's interesting because I'm at a quandary here. I agree with you that Johnny Wilson has come a long way. Nobody's worried about running with him. They'll be able to run with him. He's not going to run by anybody. But can he make all the contested catches he's been making lately against a good team? Like let's say LSU is a good team defensively, certainly. If so, it does change the game. It really does. And we'll see. I mean, we're, you're betting that he's going to do that. I hope that he does. I think that he's come a long way towards that end, and let's hope that continues. He's going to have to do that in the game. Well, and the difference between the two guys right now and their development yeah. is that Johnny Wilson, and he's older and has played a lot more receiver, is he – a lot of times you'll see him doing this against Amari and Cooper. Mm-hmm. You'll see yeah. him doing up against the best defensive backs – Deuce Span's yeah, not right. usually doing it up against the best defensive And guys. they're very different yeah, in that yet. Deuce is just going to run past the joker, whereas Johnny is going to not run past the person, body but body position and, and utilize that. Let's thank our friend Eric. He joined us here to start the show and contributes. Seminole headliners, I'm delivering a certified letter to Coach Brian Kelly and say I need you to sign your life away after we beat town by the Knolls in September. Okay, nicely done. Eric, thank you. Thanks for the contribution. Appreciate thank you. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. Good man, buddy. And I think he's pumped up for the game, like we all are. You know, anytime I read a Brian Kelly quote now, I just have to read it in the southern, the fake southern accent. I can't not read it. <laughs> what a joy! That's hear, life's simple yeah. When I read his Ira. quotes, it's like I'm reading him in Foghorn Leghorn's voice yeah. for some reason. Oh, I wish I could get there. That's great. It's, I, I don't know if it'll ever go away. That's beautiful. It all goes back to the well. It goes back to him being crazy at that 
basketball game, but then the dude, the Twitter guy that's yeah, famous, yeah, yeah. is this the Alabama slammer <laughs> right. himself? Yeah, you can just watch this. Co- ah, it's unbelievable. Yes. It's my favorite thing ever. Really, really well done. Simple <laughs> Highlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continues in a moment. Ho, 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 horizons. It took, Bar and grill. It took all the strength I had not to interrupt you, turn off your mic, and go home. Do you like how I closed my eyes when I sang? Too? Oh, believe me, that was the best part. I didn't look at it, thankfully. It was unbelievable. He looked like like Al Jarreau or something. <laughs> <laughs> like Luther Vandross. Well, he was reference. making sure it was there. I want to apologize to Horizon Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, their delicious food uh, should not be overlooked by Corey's singing. Man, that's a great jingle game. the restaurant itself. Uh, but Horizons Bar and Grill is where, Ira? Bannerman Crossing. You're damn right Northeast it is. Tallahassee mm. off Thomasville Road and Bannerman Road. It's, uh, man, it's just, it's incredible food, incredible people, incredible beers. It's spirits. where we are a lot. We're, hey, before a, the end of the group. week, fellas, uh, any week, like you could be listening to this six weeks from yeah. now, let's let's all get together at Horizons Bar and Grill. We're there a lot. We really are. So if you want to see this in person, this trio <laughs> in person. Never mind the food. You get to see the three of us. But yeah, the food and the, the drinks, the the patio, it's all good, man. It's all working. If it's you, all working at And Horizons. if you sing the theme song, they'll give you some free food, I think. I think you get the bill is paid for if you sing the song. But with, you have to sing it like I do. And with, tell them Corey's saying. With a bar tab. Yes, it's amazing. Correct. It's incredible. It's it incredible. Keeps growing. They're yes. so kind. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Man, I'll tell you something. A headset cord will get stuck under a seated wheel invariably. There's no chance it's not going to get stuck. I just had it here. I turned to my right. We come back. It's stuck under the thing. That's Pull a, it on my head. That's a saying as old as time. Yeah, yeah it is. A headset yeah. cord will get stuck under a yeah. chair's wheel. Inevitably. Inevitably. Yeah. Indubitably. Yeah. It's, it's really annoying. That said, uh, let's go back to football for a second. We have questions from people about Deuce Span. So I want to I say this about Deuce Span. I agree, Corey, that he is a lot further along than I thought he would be, especially coming out of spring where I thought you'd get zero out of him save for maybe special teams. But I don't know that I expect in the first half of the season for him to be, I don't know what, how many targets a game do you think that he would get right now? Two, maybe. Okay. I'd go over. Okay. I wonder about LSU. Uh, Duquesne, help. Give yeah, well, right. Who cares? Whatever, yeah. um, I shouldn't say that. They lost to a 1AA stop, team last year. I still stop, call them 1AA, by the way. I don't, I don't, I don't let everybody dictate how I'm going to refer to an mm. FCS school. I don't, well, you, don't, you never let players dictate how you're going to spell their names or pronounce their names. Look, man, so, you can't say it's EJ, E period, J period, when that's not the rules of grammar. That's all, Ira. That's all I, I'm saying. Except, like, all these dudes now. Just I know. Around. I didn't realize that. And, and um, did you know Terrell Buckley's real name was Douglas? I did not. Terrell's his middle name. He could have been D Buck. Doug <laughs> Doug Buckley. If he had, if Corey had covered it, uh, he would have been <laughs> because he would have decided that that's you, what it should be. You don't get to change your name. all willy nilly on us. Yeah. So you think two? I was I, taking the over. I just think I'm not saying he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna start. I just think that as a game through the course of a game, there's gonna be yeah. A you want to show it. You want to Yeah. And why? Again, what he provides to me, the big, one of the biggest things Deuce Span provides to you is that threat that you have to respect. Yeah. And so. And I'll know. also say this like, I wasn't at practice on Monday, but the, the scrimmage he had on Saturday, where he apparently he made a couple of nice big catches and had a long kick return, I was wondering okay, when we go out to practice the next week, will we see him start to maybe play with different people? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't give away depth chart stuff on here, but I feel like today. 
maybe he was playing in different scenarios than he I has been in the been past. Co- I think that's been coming. Right? And, and yeah. Saturday, I'm sure, even expedited it maybe yeah. even a little bit more. And now here we are where I think they go into this seat, this week anyway thinking, yeah, do span something. He's something we can – we're, yeah, I'm, we're root, gonna play I'm rooting on. for him big time because he has a set of skills that nobody else on the roster has at wide receiver. So I'm with you. I sure hope so. I just think it's asking a lot for him to be kind of a cornerstone of the offense. I'm not trying to no. – I, I don't think he's that. He he has speed that nobody else on this roster at his size has. So absolutely you want to lift the lid and you want to show it so that they have to respect it. I agree. In terms of being a polished route runner, he's not that yet. And – I still think he has to work on catching the ball a little bit more consistently, but I'm excited about his upside. Huge. I mean, that's not – I didn't expect anything when we walked out of spring because he really struggled in the spring. And so for him – I know, thought he was going to redshirt. I well, figured just, they'd I mean, redshirt. You know, you're talking about a player that's transitioning from quarterback to receiver. He got a handful of balls at Illinois. Uh, you know, you just don't have a ton of experience. So you're thinking, okay, well, let's see. Then he comes into the spring and he struggles a little bit, and you think, all right, well, maybe it's a year from now that this kid's going to be something. Or maybe, you know, what something along those lines. You love the physical tools. You like the way he filled out the uniform. You thought, man, that's different looking. He's got some wheels. Let's see what happens. But you're right to point out that he's so much further along right now. I just don't want to give the impression that we're routinely going to look at the box score after a Florida State football game and it's due span five catches, 72 yards, and a touchdown. He's not close to I'm that. looking at eight for 140 and three. <laughs> just from what I'm seeing. I don't know what you're looking at. That's reasonable. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think he's close to that yet. So it's it's fascinating. But you got guys that are but improving. I, I, but I think, you know, and again – I guess just this just the nature of what we do. We feel we always feel this need to say somebody looks good, but don't get too excited. Especially when you're covering a team that because, had one. But I usually only yeah. do it when Corey Clark speaks. Okay. I gotcha. don't do it with you. Gotcha. When right. Corey talks, I'm like, well, right. let me let me now, let look, everybody now, know. I wasn't, I wasn't saying he's going <laughs> to win the Bolitnikov. But He'll he, get votes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that he's going to win it though. Well, I still got work to do. Again, I mean, I just think of when you think of going onto the field with. Some of the guys that they've been going onto the field with at wide receiver over the last few years, that's got to be very tempting, or not just tempting, but 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 exciting for a play caller, for a quarterback, yeah. for, for teammates. Yeah, you know, I mean, there was a period today. Again, we're not going to go through play by play, but there was a stretch today where it's like, man, it's just bam, 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 Johnny Wilson, Johnny Wilson, Johnny Wilson. It's like, all right, dude, this guy, like, they've got confidence in him, and the I think players, and when when he's beating players now. I don't think they're surprised. I mean, he's 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 yeah. just he has earned the respect. I think Johnny Wilson certainly has. And I think Deuce Span's coming along behind that. Well, that's a big kid, Dan. I mean, at the end of the day, guys are in position. Oftentimes, they're mostly in position against Johnny Wilson, but he's just a hoss. That's a yeah. big dude. If he's going to play physical like that, that is a problem. Uh, and and again, I'd I'd like to say more about some things that I want to see, but we're not. I, I think it'd be giving away some stuff, so I'm not going to do it. And then somebody in chat asked, "Are Span and Winston Wright the same guy?" No, not at all. Winston Wright's going to be a slot receiver whenever he gets back, and and he's back in the offense. You know, he caught sixty something balls last year at West Virginia, but he's not going to be a guy that you know is catching a lot of sixty seventy yarders. You think Span might be that kind of guy at some yeah. point in his career? Yeah, it's a shame. You know, you bring up Winston Wright, and I don't want to be Debbie Downer. It's just a shame that that accident happened, both for he and his family, everybody involved in an accident. Obviously, you just want them to return to full health. But from a football standpoint, it really is a shame because I'll tell you what, I think our conversations, you think we're a little excited now about the receiving uh-huh. core? If you had him and Pittman. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, Winston targets. Wright is a bona fide player. He's already proven it at the Power 5 level, to Iris' point with the numbers. 
that's a guy that was going to be a plug-and-play yep. guaranteed starter for this team in the slot. And then you th- bring in Micah, and you have Johnny Wilson and an emerging deuce span, and you have Malik McLean coming back, and we hope maybe a couple of other guys um, you know, end up doing something, maybe Kentron Portier, somebody like that. I'm just naming somebody who's been here, maybe taking a step forward. That would be – yeah, then you would be really, really that's the bubbling one, with enthusiasm. That's the one thing with these receivers, and we do think they're all good, very, may, maybe very good, in, certainly in relation to what, what was on this roster the last couple of years. But none of them have really done much in football games. None of them. Like, Micah Pittman had some nice moments, but he wasn't anything special at Oregon. Johnny Wilson didn't do a whole lot at Arizona State. Deuce Spann caught five passes. They – they're not like Tatum Bethune coming over mm-hmm. and having a 17-tackle right. game under his belt and having 100 tackles last year. Jamie Robinson, Keir Thomas, Jermaine Johnson, all those uh, really good transfers from the last few years on the defensive side of the ball had accomplished something at this level. So Johnny Wilson, Michael Pittman, Deuce Span have it. Winston Wright would have been the guy. Would have been like, the guy. Yeah, man, he's caught 60 passes in a Power 5 league. This is nothing new for him. So the one thing you don't know, we talked about Rodemaker, uh, we talked about Rodemaker like this yesterday on, on Wake Up War Chant with Jeff, is that you want to see what it's like under the lights, man. You just want to see how, yeah, do, can he transfer it and translate it to under the lights? And that's what I want to see Johnny Wilson on a third and seven against an LSU corner in his face in the Superdome if he can catch a 12-yard route with the guy running through his back. Can he make those plays? Is he gonna is he gonna be able to carry what he's doing in practice over to games? Or because some guys can't. And I just in you know the way he played in that spring game after what I thought was a pretty good spring to immediately drop two very catchable passes with people actually watching. It's like okay, how is he gonna handle his first drop in the football season? Because he is gonna drop something. Well, these are the mysteries that we can't know. You don't know. And we don't know until so they play LSU. Really, they're a little more unknown. Even what they're doing in practice, they're still more unknown of how they're going to respond in games with uh, 80,000 people in the stands. Since it was asked in the chat, we need to promote. I guess some people have some question marks. It's a buck. It's a buck. Mm-hmm. Warchant.com on three. All FSU fans, limited time only. One dollar for one year in the greatness that is Warchant.com. Just type Warchant.com. It's going to give you, you type Warchant.com in your browser right now if you want. You can go away go, and come back. Go do it. Um, do it. It's going to give you two options. You get a dollar for four months, or you get a dollar for 12 months. I'm taking that dollar for 12 months, 12 partner. Months. It's just better yeah. better bang for your it's buck, just, Ira. Just it's a better eight way to more go. Bu- months of bang yeah. for the hey, same now. buck. That's yeah. a lot of banging. That's a lot of bang for one buck. And yeah, man, it's crazy that you wouldn't join, even if you don't like any of us, which is crazy anyway. That doesn't I'm make a, sense. I'm going to say maybe the most bang you can get for a buck. I think probably. it probably is. What's the coffee question. now? Nine dollars? Like this is this is the I best deal. Coffee, yeah. This is the best deal in twenty twenty two you can mm-hmm. get for one dollar. I mean it's a hundred dollars at least. I was right though. That's a hell of a bang for a that's buck. That's a lot man. of banging. That's a lot. That's, that's a, a lot, lot of banging that's for one buck. But get there. Get there. Get on Warchant if you've never done it before. Get on Warchant. Good You'll work, like Corey. It. I do yeah. what I can, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. and register sausage. Don't forget about oh, registered right, sausage. All right, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, that's still we love registered sausage. We do. I do. One promotion at a time. Hey, Sorry. The nice thing about to Corey's point before he became Johnny Salesman was <laughs> I'm I must be crazy. I are we really giving it away for a dollar? <laughs> the uh, that is the nice thing about the Duquesne game. You know, LSU doesn't have a Duquesne game. That's Florida right. State has the Duquesne game to give Johnny Wilson due span. Some of these guys that have Jared Verse, some of these guys that haven't played in, a, in an environment like that, um, that opportunity against the team that they should be able to handle, Whoa. and but kind of get out Better. some of that jitters. Now, obviously, the LSU game is going to be totally different. The you know the, the jitters there will be real for all involved, especially right. those guys that have not done it. I mean, to be in that stadium against that team, 
prime time, you know, the, the, the nation watching, I should say. I mean, that's. But that's, man, that's the coach's jobs. You know, I mean, and Jimbo would talk about it. The reason Jimbo was such an ass to players during practice was because, and he was proud of it, because he wanted them to feel like games were easier. Oh, sure, always, yes. And and so that's what a coaching staff has to do. They've got to put them, create as much pressure as they can create in these practices, in those scrimmages, so that when they get into a game, it doesn't feel that different. The only thing I'll say about, and I agree with you, I just think it it takes a quarter for somebody who's never done it, and I certainly never played in a game of that magnitude, but I mean, I I think, you know, they – you hear professional golfers say this a lot. Like in practice, they'll they'll create stakes. They'll create things for if I don't do this, then this is the repercussion. I have to stay here an extra hour and do this, this, and this, whatever. Something where you might feel where you could ratchet up the nerves. You bet with your caddy, whatever you're doing, your train, you know, whoever your swing coach. They'll do that because they don't want to have to hit that shot under no pressure. Because in a in a real round of golf on a Sunday, you're going to hit the seven iron. It's going to feel a lot different than it did on Tuesday at the range. But until that shot comes up in a tournament where there's money on the line, I, it's you still really, different. Yeah. yeah, you can't recreate well, that. The good news is, though, not not going co- totally against what I just said three minutes ago, but like Micah Pittman and Johnny Wilson have played in big right. stadiums and, and against real teams on television. Yeah, I'm less worried about those guys. But I mean, I think when you talk about Jared Verse, but they've never been the guy. They've Deuce never been the guy. Talking, you know? Yeah, right. Absolutely. But yeah, Jared Verse. I mean, I don't know how many people watch Albany. Albany football. I'm going to guess not a lot. Fifty-two. You think, I, I wonder what they're. The I am thinking to look 52. up. I'm going to look up what they drew for their season opener last year. They did play Syracuse or somebody. So oh, they, in the first they game, they did play one game that. Okay, so he knows. I mean, he knows what big time power five Syracuse, ACC yeah. football is like. Twenty five thousand strong. Man, if you're in the if you're in the Carrier Dome, I mean, you feel that's college football at its core. Jim Brown played in the Carrier what Dome. What you feel is that Probably. sorry Maybe ass not. stadium in the heat, despite being named after an air conditioning company. Yeah, that's no AC feel. in there. I will say this though: I'm irony after getting to be around. Jared Verse over the last eight months. I don't feel like he's a guy that Nobody gets could be too over-hyped. intimidated by. No, he could get overhyped. He could get overhyped. He could get overhyped. Yeah, and you worry about that early on. Too. Well, that's the look, other part. Man, that adrenaline, man. Yeah. Boom. You'd rather say whoa than giddy up. Yeah. There's a. Oh, there's, I've said that before. You'd rather man, say whoa yeah. than giddy up. There's that's one a, of your better scenes. There's <laughs> a better chance when they come out of the tunnel that he runs directly to LSU's sideline. And starts a fight. Than yes. there is that he's going to be intimidated. Are they bringing the, by the tiger? Because he's going to he's going to bark at the tiger like he's going to rattle the tiger's cage. There was a kid when I covered Florida in the early '90s. Uh, I think it's Anthony Riggins. I think was his name. Anyway, he runs out. They were playing at South Carolina. And this is a guy that had been on the team. Like he had played. He he was a part of the, the yeah. rota- deep rotation defensive end. They come out of the tunnel. For some reason in South Carolina, they come out of the tunnel. The team runs to the sideline. He runs to the middle of the field and <laughs> On stares, his like stares at South Carolina's bench and grabs his crotch. Okay. And he, My uh, man's ready to play, play? football. He was, he a player? He was suspended. Uh, he he was in the rotation at defensive end. I mean, he, okay. was, a, he was like a so. Com- my man had worked himself up into South Carolina against South yeah. Carolina. He's like these sons of Frothing bitches are gonna mouth. know I'm serious about this today. It was. I was like, where's he going? And then he's like, why is he doing that? Well, why, you know, like, sir? Did he play uh, in the sir? game? I don't think so, man. I think they were they were not happy. So he settled uh, down real quick. Yeah. <laughs> but he wanted him to know. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. on that Saturday. <laughs> it's time to come get you some. Seminole Headlines 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy all because we use Shopify. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Seminal Headlines, as the man said, is uh, back. We got some questions here. I was I was prepping because I think people are excited about football again. I just noticed on both Facebook and Twitter, we're rolling here, guys. We no doubt. A lot of questions. No doubt. We got a great fan base. People and by re- we, I mean Seminal Headlines. People are ready to roll. Uh, well, hold on. Before you're going to do that, I yeah. was going to say I had a the, the best taunting that I've ever seen in person, um, and it brings me to something else I want to talk about real quick, but was Clemson in 88. I was there. It was Dion's last year, Leroy mm-hmm. Butler, those guys. Um, when they're getting ready to run down the hill, it's like the whole Florida State defense. It was probably 20 guys total. We're standing right. They, they weren't on the sideline. They were probably 25 yards out on the sideline. Telling them to come down the hill, like come and get some, come because they were already out there coming to get some. And I, rem- I and when you watch it on YouTube, the replay of that game, you can barely see it because Pat O'Brien. Remember Pat O'Brien? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, good old Pat O'Brien. He's telling everybody what's happening because it's like you know Clemson wasn't on national. Not every game was televised back then. So he's saying, look, and now they get in the buses and they run down this hill and they rub this rock. Isn't isn't this awesome? And you can see in the background over his shoulder the Florida State players just telling them to taunt and get some, which was really, really cool. And just shout out, because I was at that game and because of what happened Saturday, to Leroy Butler being officially enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Number five for the Knowles. Um, I think they'll probably have, uh, I don't know who the next one is. You think Anquan gets in? But it's awesome that Leroy Butler got in. It was 16 years. He had to wait, but he did get in, and it was awesome. I interviewed uh, Leroy Butler Early in my career, when I first started uh, covering Florida State, and I was when he was, ner- when was, he was good with the Packers, yeah, and I was out. really yeah. nervous. And somebody was like, "Hey, do you want him?" I had only been on the air for less than a year in the morning, and they were like, "Do you want him?" I know him; he'll come on. And he he was so kind. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. I was very nervous. He was just an awesome guy. We ended up yeah. talking for like twenty five minutes. I have the tape from that interview from ninety eight, ninety nine, whatever that was, and I, I, I still, I'll never forget that. And I remember him as a player too, obviously. But yeah, I just remember thinking, well, that, that was cool. He didn't have to do that because he was. Well, he was a big deal. He's it was a, it was a really big deal, guy. and he just he's, came on to this little AM radio show in Tallahassee. He's always been super popular. Obviously, he was inordinately popular up at Green Bay, but he also. I don't know if I've – and I've probably made, paid more attention to his Hall of Fame journey since he was announced he, he got into the yeah. ceremony than other players because he's a Florida State guy. But I don't know if I've ever seen anybody that just seems so gratified. Like he's just so 
excited. He seems like a little kid every time from the time they announced he found out yeah. to every interview he's done to his ceremony where he spoke. I mean, he just seems like such a happy and grateful person. It's been cool to watch him. Yeah. I wonder if it's the weight too. Like 16 yeah. years, they're like, it's never going to happen. And it's but a without, big deal, man. Without any bitterness, it doesn't yeah. seem like he's been bitter about it. Well, not publicly anyway, I wouldn't think. No. Yeah. No, you're right though, and I would. I, I think you do get nervous after a little while. You're like, well, maybe it doesn't happen. You know, I mean, it's not like, I mean, a lot of these guys that go in are slam dunk. Like Peyton Manning knew, yeah, uh, that it's not going to take long. I'm getting in. Yeah, he wasn't like sweating like, out the phone call. Yeah. Like, man, I wonder if they're going to call me and yeah. tell me it's. It should have. I should have gotten the call by now. Maybe they didn't like me. As an uh, as an aside, did you see the Peyton Manning thing with uh, Thomas that he dedicated to Georgia Tech? Yeah. How great is that? Yeah, man, Peyton Manning seems has some very good qualities. Yeah. So back to Florida State uh, for a second, and we had some questions here that I, one of them I wanted to get to before we broke, so we still have a, enough time in this segment certainly to do it, and I'll scroll back to where this was. In the chat, I'm going to say Anquan, then Jalen are the next two. Anyway, go ahead. You think Anquan gets in? I think eventually he'll get in because of how good he was for the and how good he was early in his career and how long he lasted, like 10 years of being really good. I think he'll eventually get in. I hope so. Um, damn it, can't find the question now. Thank God I was here to fill this time, Ira, well, because radio. Lord knows what we'd be doing otherwise. Well, I maybe want- Dalvin. Maybe Dalvin. He, put, he stacks on three more good years. Because running backs, it's tough. It's a tough shelf life, man. You got to you got to grade on a curve. But he's been one of the best running backs in football for about a four year stretch now. I found he's healthy. Okay, good. We're Dustin writes, "Hey boys, love the show. More pressure on DC Fuller or OC." Norvell, if you will, uh, this year to be a top 50 defense or top 50 offense. Uh, I, I think that there's more pressure. Top 50. Uh, I mean, I think they can. I mean, I, mean, I get year, it. That's, that would be way, an second, improvement. Second both. half of the season, they were a top 50 defense. Second yes. half of the season, they were top yep. 35. Yep. Uh, they played a full 12, though, last year. That was the problem. Well, I'll just say <laughs> this. They ought to step on the field game one capable of being a top 50, top I, 40 defense. I was going to say, I think, to me, it's – Describes, I guess it comes down to how you describe pressure. I think the pl- the the coordinator that's got the most weapons and and should be a top fifty unit is the defense. I mean, they have the players that they should be a top and experience. They should be a top fifty defense. Plus, they're coming back from last year and the way they played the second half of last season. The if offense, they're not, is it like okay, this? Well, and that's what why do we I don't. And I don't think that's going to. No, happen. you don't want to entertain I don't that because I don't. Th- I don't yeah, I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't. And either. I do want to talk about forward a little bit because that's one of the things. I've been watching a practice I want to talk about. But but uh, the offense with Atkins and Mike Norvell, I, don't, I think it's dismissive to say that Mike Norvell is the offense coordinator. He make He's going to call the plays on game day, but I still think Alex Atkins is the offensive coordinator, and he should not be disrespected because disrespected, I think he has a lot of input. But they don't. I don't think they have as much pressure because – They're not going they're, anywhere. They're, and Well, and they don't have – they don't have as much natural material to work with. That offensive line's better, but the biggest thing they're better in is depth. Like the fir- the second team is so much better than it's been in ten, you know. You couldn't eight run plays years. if the first team was not out yeah. there before. But yeah. the first team offensive line is not going to be a juggernaut. It's just the overall depth is so much better that that's what we're talking about. It's going to be better, but that's not a great offensive line. No, no, no. And no. they're not great at receiver, and they're probably not great at going to be great at quarterback. Right. So. But but so I think they could be a top fifty offense, but I, nobody's saying that that's a disappointment if they're not. I think they've got to be much better than they were last year. But I don't know that you would say okay if they're not in the top fifty in terms of yards or whatever that they're that that, that, that the coaching staff has has blown it. Right. I I would say that Fuller is the answer to this question all the way. Uh, 
first of all, fair or not, those first four games happened, and they were a nightmare, and they lost to Jacksonville State on that play that nobody's going to forgive them for until they win a bunch of games. Yeah, uh, maybe just, not even them. Maybe, maybe no, it yeah, has you know, to be two national and, championships. And in fairness, that is as a as deplorable a moment in Florida State football lore yeah, as, but, as you can name. But nobody should take should, should take more blame than Mike Norvell. I mean, Fine, because it was, just, you know, what the offense about, did in that game was ridiculous. That's what the question, though. The but, question. I, but you're the not question. arguing with me. That's the question. That's, I'm answering the question. The point would be Fuller is never going to be forgiven for that, not without a bunch of wins and top defensive performances right. for a long stretch of time. Fair or not, doesn't matter. And there are already a lot of people who questioned Fuller before he ever got here. Like, why is that guy Florida State's DC? Was it was a legitimate question. And you look, I mean, where you look at his background, nothing about him screamed like that's who you need to hire as your DC. So I, I think he's under a lot of pressure. Yes, I do too. It's and I think he'll succeed this year. I like that defense a lot. I've what, said that before. What he screwed up last year, there were there were multiple multitude of things that he screwed up at the beginning. But like, I don't understand how you look at what you have in August and not have Jamie Robinson at safety. Like, they, I they, think they didn't feel good about Kevin Knowles at nickel. Right, or they needed somebody good at nickel. But when the, they made that decision, once yeah. they figured out Kevin Knowles could yeah. play, but that that's something you can't figure out game well, halftime of week four. Yeah, but you can't force Kevin Knowles to play as a true freshman in game one if he's not ready. That's not a great recipe either. Well, there weren't maybe there may probably not have a lot been of a great good, recipes. Yeah. But I was going to say, if they'd have gone out in the second half against Louisville and given up 31 more points that looked a lot like the first yeah. 31... He may not have been here. He might not have made it to Monday. Like, yeah. legitimately, I think there's a case. Because you did have the Jacksonville State game two, the two weeks before. Well, and you, you just had, had players where they weren't coordinated. Yeah, nobody was old, everybody was wide open in the middle of the field. The best tight end in the country is just running scot-free in the first game. But they did fix it. They did get better, much better, like you said, a top forty-ish, top fifty-ish type defense yeah. last year. So yeah, now, but there's still there's still hesitancy, there's still trepidation with him and with that defense. Now, if they go out in our for the whole season consistent, then yeah, he's fine. And you're right, he's got better players, man. He's just got Bethune, Jamie Robinson, well, also, Cooper. I also think they finally, at some point, they bought into what this he was is. Teaching this them. is what I want yeah. to touch on. They when bought I said, into I, I did want, him. We yeah. talked about Fuller. So go back to. Where the the time I was most concerned about whether or not he was going to last here was the Miami game, their first year, because that was the game they were. Miami's just going up and down the field, and I watched him on the sideline. We talked about it on here, yeah, screaming at guys on the sideline, trying to get them to and pay. They were not, and they were not even listening to. Him. I mean, it was out. completely. They weren't being outwardly disrespectful, but you could tell they weren't hearing it. But that was dudes that he inherited, that mostly are gone now. This. Watching him interact with these guys, two things I, I want to say. One is a big difference last year, I think, was I think Randy Shannon started getting more input as the season went on. He was an analyst last year. He couldn't coach. He couldn't be on the field. He couldn't coach during games or in practices. But you saw him in the second half of that season becoming much more involved in discussions with the other coaches. And I think Randy Shannon has been a good yin to Adam Fuller's yang. I think they. I think Adam Fuller comes at it from a very cerebral approach, and I think Randy Shannon comes from a more player relational approach. And I think that's a really good fit. I think that's come together, and I think that was smart. To I know some people, the recruiting fans wanted different coaches because they didn't like Randy Shannon as a recruiter. I think he's been a big part of what they are doing defensively. The other thing is watch him at practice now. Not all the time. I mean, Adam Fuller's a taskmaster. He's a screamer and all that. But we always wondered. The biggest question I had was, how's this guy from the Northeast going to relate to these kids? Watch him at practice, man. He jumps on their backs after plays. He he's he he interacts with them in a way. 
he has the ability to interact with them in, in not just as the screaming coach, but also goofing and fun, having fun with them. And there's some really cool interplay between him and the players. They like him. They that that relationship has come together to where I think it's legit. And I think that's 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 been the most surprising to me. I knew he knew defense. Mike Norvell would not have brought him here if he didn't know how to coordinate a defense. It was going to be could he get them to buy into him? Could he relate to them? And I think that it, it's it's at a high level from what I've seen in practice. Relatability is key. Uh, when you when you come from the Northeast and you're trying to relate to kids in the South, uh, you're right. That that's the first thing you think is is he going to be able to do that? Uh, and at first, I don't think he did. And there were. There were people who, who, who were second-guessing him early on. Then when they didn't have success on the field, it became easier to dismiss him. And he inherited a tough group. Uh, yes, without question. Yeah. Oh, well, the secondary alone was a nightmare. That room in and of itself was a room they needed to vet and get some folks moved on out of here. And Yeah, they had problems there. So one of the things that I think, too, that happens, and you bring up this point, and it's a good one. I've learned this a lot time and again over the course of the years we've covered this team and really covering college and pro football in general, just looking at it, great coaches get fired all the time. None of them get to this level without knowing the game inside and out, backwards and forwards. You you have to be able to pass the test on the whiteboard the day you get the call from a head coach. Unless your dad's a head coach. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say, not okay, all, all of right, them. Yeah, yeah we, we understand that. <laughs> but we have had this conversation before. Those guys, if put in a room – of other football people, they could have that conversation and they'd be fluent in the conversation. They'd be able to – any defense you want to talk about against any offensive set you want to talk about, they can all do it. How well can you teach it and get kids to execute it on game day, on the fly? How well can you relate to them, communicate with them what it is you're asking them to do within the scheme that you have, obviously, a thorough understanding of? That is the biggest proof that you thoroughly understand – a concept or a subject matter is can you teach it and so and that's true of teachers in a classroom when you can't relate or you're struggling to connect and they and there's a distrust and then you meet with failure you've got another mountain to overcome beyond the football and so I think all of this has been built up to your point Ira to where now those barriers have been broken down and it evidenced not only in improved play, but in their interactions where they joke with each other, they feel like they can say anything to each other, um, sarcastic, whatever, smart aleck. It's fun to listen to the interactions between him and his players. And then when you talk about the enthusiasm, when they get it right, yeah, the, the running over, jumping up and down, hugging guys, that's awesome because defense is emotional. You have to want to kick ass on defense to be any good at it. It requires a selfless level of play and energy and I think you know more than anything else you have to have a whole hell of a lot a, a lot of want to to play good defense it's, yeah, and it's, you have to trust the guy that's, oh the, completely the, 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 it's putting you out yes, there exactly yeah that you're not gonna look an ass when you execute what he's telling you to do and I think it's genuine again those interactions seem very genuine I just I mean I, I again at, at that moment at that Miami game in 2020 I thought this guy's not gonna work here and it's completely different, and and I think Randy Shannon's a big part of it. I think that just that mix has been really good for this defense. And I don't think he would have worked here if Louisville had kept going. Literally, like you can't. I don't know that you come out of that month. Well, there's always like a moment, right? Yeah, there's and I always think the that tipping was, point of something. You and look let's back hope on. that was like their, uh, you know, their Michael Jordan getting cut from his freshman basketball mm-hmm. team. That's Adam Fuller's moment where when he's win six straight Broyles awards. 
as <laughs> best assistant coach in the country, he'll come back to that now halftime listen, moment against Louisville. It's a fickle deal. I mean, the bottom line is I agree with everything we just said about how far they've come and how much they uh, uh, trust one another yeah. now. And Give really, up 45 to LSU. Go ahead and get your ass kicked by LSU and then turn around and lose on the road to Louisville with Cunningham going nuts. And, and we're coming for we're you. About we're coming for you. <laughs> An interesting thing about that, and, I, cause, and you guys watch more NFL than I do, um, it's I think the difference in college, what's unique to college is that fit and that ability to relate is, is a much bigger deal. It's huge. I was talking to somebody – actually at FSU recently about this topic, in the NFL, this new breed of dork football coaches, these head coaches, right. the guy at Miami, these these geeks, these analytic types that are not your traditional football coach. You know, it's not like seeing, it's not seeing Tom Landry on the sideline right, right. Or, or Mike Ditka. This is the different kind of guys. And what this person was saying is, yeah, but at the NFL level, to get those jobs, they've had to have so much success as a coordinator that they believe in you right away. You walk in, they've seen what you did. Yeah. They've seen the numbers. They want you to do that for them. So they buy in from that level. College is harder, I think, to get that buy in. It has to be a little bit more relationally. And you and, have more immature kids, too. You're sure, dealing with 18 year olds, 19 year olds, not 27 year old grown ass right. men who paid to get their ass out there and execute. Right. Yeah, no, I, I think that's absolutely true. Well, now I want to talk more football. Well, the Falcons coach is the Falcons head coach is the son of a billionaire. He grew up a billionaire, so see, I feel like he can also relate. don't you do you ever do this? I do this with the Falcons. Now you guys stink, but when I look at him, I think he's got no shot. You agree with me, right? Don't yes. You? Corey, Corey, Every not, time I see that guy, I'm like, no chance. I should not Corey's care, not but I really do care that his dad is like the CEO of FedEx. Don't like, worry you about it. You just can't look grow at up his like dorky, that. Just look at his dorky ass. He's I got know. no chance. Every time I see him, I'm like, buddy. This is, I, he just, I hate to do that. It's so surface level. But every time I see him, like, you got no chance. We got to shut up. Hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with. 